folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we're going to be talking about meditation. Now, meditation means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But what does it mean to you? Why don't you comment uh, as much as you can on this episode and then comment after when the episode is done. Meditation could be sitting down, relaxing, chit-chatting. Meditation should be watching a TV, not talking to anybody. Meditation could be five minutes quietness and no talk to anyone else. Or a yoga. Or anything else. Now, I'm giving you definitions of from other people of what they have said, that this is what their definition is for meditation. I could be wrong. But this guest today, we're going to talk to Neil, and we're going to find out the details of meditation from his point of view and what he does to help other people uh, with meditation. So how are you, uh, Neil? And uh, thanks for coming to Back to Basics. Excellent. Thank you very much, Garish. It's great to be here. And uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So before we talk about uh, meditation and all the stuff that you do or don't do, what does Back to Basic mean to you? Back to Basic means um, stripping away the complexity of whatever it is we're looking at and finding our way back to a simpler and more essential truth of the matter. That would be back yeah. to basics. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again for explaining that. And thank you again for being on the show. But before we get into that, I want to read uh, what you have mentioned uh, when I asked you, what does back to basic mean to you on, a, on the website? And what you said is a chance to strip things of imposed complex complexity and come to a deeper, clearer understanding. So do you still agree with that? Of what I still you have agree said? with that. Yes, I still agree with that. I, I'm a big believer in the, the depths of simplicity or the depths that are inherent in back to basics. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. And, uh, you know, when we were talking uh, way before this whole recording and uh, obviously on the pre-call, uh, all the words that you've used is the the mantra and the mission for this uh, podcast. And thank you again for, for being here. And thank you for saying those words. My pleasure. Thank you. So, okay. So let's talk about meditation. So you heard what I said in the beginning. Do you agree with those definitions of what other people are saying that meditation means whatever I said earlier? Well, that's a really interesting question. And it's a question that I've, um, you know, pondered for a very, very long time. When I was growing up, I was a competitive swimmer. Um, through my 20s and 30s, I was a competitive swim coach. And a question that I was asked a lot was, is swimming more broadly our athletics, and we could then go more broadly and put whatever activity we wish to put here in, in this sentence or in this question. Is swimming a spiritual activity? Is swimming a meditation? And so it, this is a question that I've been asking myself for literally decades. And I would say that something like swimming, we'll stick to what I know, something like swimming has meditation-like qualities. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's not exactly meditation. There are some distinguishing characteristics that the practice of meditation has that the practice of competitive swimming, to stay with that example, doesn't have. So 
it's meditation like but not exactly meditation so so does that mean that if i listen to music is that meditation or is there a different type of music that it's a meditation hmm. well let's let's go back and define our terms here i had a, a friend who was a philosopher um, years and years ago, she was a philosopher. She, she used to always insist I define my terms when we were talking, which is a very helpful thing. Uh, so what do I mean when I'm talking about meditation? You know, for me, what meditation is, it, or every form of formal meditation that I'm familiar with shares this fundamental dynamic, this central dynamic, which is it, a dynamic in which we take our wandering attention we deliberately take our wandering attention, that attention that's wondering about breakfast and lunch and dinner and the work meeting and the date we have later tonight and all that kind of stuff. We take that wandering attention and we deliberately place it somewhere. And when that attention wanders, we bring our attention back. Hmm. Now, what that means is that if we make the conscious decision to place our attention on music, and if we deliberately engage that dynamic of, okay, coming back to the music again and again and again and again and again and again, yeah, that's meditation. We're placing or deliberately placing our attention somewhere. And when our attention wanders, consciously, deliberately, rep repetitively placing it again. So just to be clear, you're saying that I can, I'm just giving you an example. Uh, if I listen to, let's say, a, a rap music over and over again, that means that I'm channelizing that same type of music over and over again. So that's more like a meditation. That's what you're saying. It's like a meditation if you deliberately place your attention on that experience. And I know when I listen to music, which I do a lot, I'm not actually deliberately placing my attention on the music. I'm actually letting my attention rest in you know, kind of a bigger space and the music just sort of happens within that. So that's actually not meditation in the way that I'm talking about it here. But were I to deliberately place my attention on the music or on that image or on uh, that sound or on the breath or on my lower belly, that's meditation. So basically, you're saying that you focus on other items besides just the music when you're sitting down or even, I guess, standing, I guess, right? So is that what you mean? I focus. Can you rephrase that? Sure. For example, if I listen to a music, right? Yeah. I don't listen to the music, but I just focus on other items. Yeah. Like your body, your mind, your spirit, or the things around you instead of that particular uh, sound. Is that correct? Whatever, whenever we deliberately place our attention on something and deliberately come back, mm. meditation practice. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neil, for explaining that, because you know what, people do need to understand that. And, and I'm learning this also at the same time. Well, I so, know in my experience, I spent a number of years sitting in meditation posture with my eyes closed, believing that I was meditating. Hmm. But I was I I was just my mind was just wandering and drifting. I didn't really understand this central dynamic. So to my limited understanding, I was meditating. But now look back, it's like, oh, that was a misunderstanding. I didn't hmm. understand the basics of meditation enough to actually do the practice. Yes, yes, yes.
you know, uh, obviously we we are doing video and audio uh, platforms. So guys who are listening, just be patient because I, I'll be doing some, uh, you know, uh, definitions and demonstrations too. So Neil, let's say if I was just sitting around and watching TV, right, and and put my fingers this way for the next, let's say, five minutes or ten minutes. Does that actually mean that I'm actually focusing on the connection of my fingers or am I fo focusing on the show? Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm focusing on that point of contact until mm. I deliberately take my attention and place it there. Mm. So, okay. So that, that makes sense. So thank, thank you again for that. So does, does meditation also mean that I need to just sit down for 20 minutes? Is that a myth? Because I think people, they say that if you stay still for at least 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that means that you're zoning or cutting things out around you and then focusing on yourself. I think there's a couple of things that are really <clears throat> helpful to um, speak to there. One is um, when I first started teaching, you know, which was about 15 years ago, I did offer a prescription for how much we should meditate. And um, it never went very well. You know, it just sort of took the wind out of everybody's sails, having me impose like, okay, this is what you need to do. And I now believe that, you know, the appropriate duration and frequency of meditation practice for us is a, a frequency and a duration that respects or that meets the our inspiration as individuals and respects the realities of our lives. Mm. And so if that means that we're meditating three times a week for five minutes a day, well, that's our meditation practice. Mm. If that means we're practicing an hour a day, seven days a week, well, that's our meditation practice. For mm. me, the key thing is what's your inspiration? And if your inspiration is to meditate this much, but not that much, there's not much point in me saying you have to meditate that much. Mm. What's your inspiration and what are the realities of your life? Because mm. for some people to ask for, let's say, 30 minutes a day, it just doesn't respect the realities of our lives. We've got jobs and we've got kids and we've got dinner to ready and we can't fit it in. But five minutes, I can do that. Mm. So, so let me let me ask you this, if you don't mind, Neil. Um, what does routine and habits mean to you or is there a difference for you? A difference between routine and habits. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting question. I would think that for me, a routine is something that I'm needing to be somewhat deliberate and conscious and uh, repetitive about. <clears throat> a habit is something that's gone a bit deeper. You know, I've I've internalized the routine. So it's not something I need to be quite so conscious or deliberate about. So for instance, I used to be have to be very deliberate, like, okay, I'm going to meditate for this long at this point in the day. But now it's just become second nature. It's become a habit. I meditate every day. I meditate for approximately this amount of time. <clears throat> I typically meditate at this point of the day as opposed to that point of the day, you know, so on and so forth. That's become habit for me. There's a reason why I asked this question is because when you mentioned that you're going to do five minutes here, 20 minutes there, 30 minutes there, okay, um, you're going to do it once in a while. 
versus you're going to do this every day. So is that a routine or is that a habit? That's why I asked this question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I want people to understand there is a difference about doing it once in a while versus doing this every day or yeah. every time whenever you schedule it. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the reason why I asked this question. So thank you again, uh, Neil, for explaining that. Now, if I... If I gave you three words, you tell me that if there is a difference and, and what are the differences on that, okay? Uh, inquiry, deepen, and integrate. Inquiry, I think, would be my willingness and capacity to look into something. Okay. Deepen would be the result of uh, the immediate result of that inquiry. There's a sense of deepening into. And then integrate would be, I think, I'm not sure I like the word final, but I'm going to use it, would be the final outcome of that process where the, the knowing or the familiarity, or if I may be so bold, the wisdom of my inquiry and my deepening has become integrated into my being, into who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank so you. I think Thank the three you. describe a process. The reason why I asked this question, you know why I asked this question, right? No, I'm so, curious. Okay, well, it's on your website, actually. So it's on, it's, it's on the session one through five. And those are the three stages that you have there. So that's why I asked this question, that if someone wants to to talk about meditation and the processes and what are the stages, mm -hmm. what do they go through? And, and I think according to your website, that's what you go through. I think that's a good description. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Thank you again, uh, Neil, for, for that. Let me, let me ask you this. Is there a difference between meditation and yoga? Because when people, they think yoga, they think meditation and vice versa. Yeah, there so is. So, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, there is a difference, <clears throat> and I'm going to speak a little bit about yoga, which I don't know much about. You know, so let's allow that. That you know, yoga, to my understanding, is an umbrella term for a series of disciplines that includes meditation practice. Hmm. So, yoga as an umbrella includes meditation, but it's not limited to meditation practice. Hmm. And um, and then meditation, if we're looking at meditation as an umbrella, it's a, a more focused umbrella where we're looking at this one particular practice that involves us bringing our attention back again and again in this deliberate, focused, mm. repetitive way. Yoga, for me, I think, if I'm not wrong, uh, sounds more of an exercise versus meditation, you're staying still in one place. I think that, the, that that's the popular understanding of yoga as the postures. And yoga is, uh, actually is a full discipline, is much more than uh, the postures that we've become very familiar with here in the, uh, the, the West. As I said, it's an, really understood as an umbrella term that includes the postures, that includes meditation, includes a number of other disciplines and practices. 
Yeah, yeah. So thank you again. And guys, if you're listening to this and if there is a difference between the two, please do comment and do let me know that if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I have no issues with that. But we need to learn from each other to understand the differences, if there is a difference. Mm -hmm. I have a person who here is all about meditation, but then I need you, someone, to let me know what yoga is all about too. And uh, if you want to be a guest too, then let me know and then we can make that as a uh, you know, a uh, routine, a uh, habit episode of yoga. I don't know if that means anything. So, uh, Neil, if you don't mind, um, can you explain to people that who you are and what you, and what you do, uh, and, uh, uh, from your own uh, perspective, if you don't mind? Yeah. Well, um, I've been meditating really since I was a teenager. I was a competitive swimmer, as I mentioned, and, uh, it was a way to swim meet and our assistant coach taught a bunch of us how to meditate and I was intrigued and I stayed with it for a while in the manner that I talked about just closing my eyes and thinking I was meditating but not really in retrospect engaging the practice. Um, about 30 years ago I started to give my engagement a bit more structure. I began to study and practice in two successive communities that were rooted in Tibetan Buddhism. Hmm. And then after my own career as a swim coach ended, I started to teach. Hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, my relationship with the second of these communities that I mentioned ended sometime in early 2020. And I found myself at a bit of a crossroads. I knew I wanted to continue teaching meditation. I knew I wanted to teach embodied meditation, which was the form I'd been working with for 20 years. Hmm. I knew I wanted to take the work deeper in some way, but I wasn't quite sure how or what that meant. And I, I started to, I conducted a bit of an inquiry. I looked back on my own teaching experience over the previous decade and a half. And it seemed to me that the people who went deepest with this work, the people who seemed most affected, whose lives seemed most affected by this work, were not necessarily the people who practiced the most or studied the advanced text, so to speak, but it was people who practiced and studied regularly hmm. and at the same time found ways to work, mix this stuff with their everyday lives. Hmm. And, you know, this became, has become the focus of my work. How do we practice in the study in the midst of our everyday lives? How hmm. do we mix our formal meditation practice with our experience out in the world, our, our work and our grocery stores and our soccer games? How do we bring meditation and life, these two things that are sometimes treated as very separate, how do we bring these two things a little bit closer together and allow some of the benefits of the practice um, to begin to percolate out into the world and let the world affect our understanding and experience of meditation practice as well? Yeah, thank you, uh, Neil. Thank you again for explaining uh, what you do and, and how you got into this and, and all the de other details. So thank you again for that. Yeah, my pleasure. So before, you know, before uh, you leave today, uh, I just have one last question, if you don't mind. So is meditation part of your regime uh, since forever? And you've been doing this for how many years now? It is part of my routine. I started probably about in the manner that I talked about, you know, late night lessons with a swim coach in at a Vancouver swim meet. Uh, that probably started about 40 years ago. So it's been part of my life, part of my routine for four decades now. 
Hmm. And is there a, a eating happen all uh, eating habits that we need to change in order to do meditation? No, not necessarily. I think okay. meditation, one of the best um, teachings I've ever heard about meditation is it comes from the Tibetan word for the practice. The Tibetan word for meditation is gom, G-O-M. And gom translates as to become familiar with. And I mm. love that translation because it's not um, to become a different person, to become this kind of person as a kind of that, as opposed to that kind of person, to become someone who meditates this much as opposed to that much, someone who's happy as opposed to sad. It's simply to become familiar with. And when we understand meditation practice through that lens, I think um, there's a lot of room for us to simply be who we are and allow our lives to be what they are. And, you know, yeah, thank inquiry, you. inquire, deepen and integrate into those experiences. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. And one last question, Neil, if you don't mind. Bringing meditation to life. What does mm -hmm. that mean? That means, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, it means narrowing or sh shrinking the sometimes gap that can appear between formal meditation practice and study and the stuff of our everyday lives. You know, speaking personally, it, it has historically been really easy for me to, relatively easy for me to meditate for however long I meditate, to call an end to the session, to get up and then just kind of forget about it until tomorrow. Well, bringing meditation to life is about not forgetting about it and about finding ways to bring the kind of presence and embodiment and the conscious relatedness of meditation and all these beautiful qualities that arise out of that conscious relatedness into my everyday life. It's about coming back to this life while I'm standing in the grocery store lineup. It's about coming back to this life when I'm involved in an uncomfortable interaction. It's about coming back to my life, be, allowing that to become a habit and a routine so that these two sometimes solitudes actually are influencing and, and influ influencing and interpenetrating one another, mm -hmm. bringing meditation to life. You know, Neil, thank you. Thank you again for that. The reason why I said that is because that's your name of your podcast also. That is the name of my podcast. Yes. So if anyone is listening, please do listen to his podcast also at the same time. Uh, I've listened to most of the uh, episodes, by the way, and uh, quite fascinated. And thank you again for, for being here and supporting me on, on this platform uh, regarding talking about meditation. But before you leave today, Neil, what how was your journey on Back to Basics? And do you have any last words for all my listeners and my viewers when it comes to meditation? I think um, I'm going to stick with the, the name of the game here, which is Back to Basics. You know, um, if you're interested in meditating, you know, find some resource, whether it's a person, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a video, whether it's a book, find some person who presents the uh, practice in uh, a way that resonates for you in a, a simple and direct manner, because that simple and direct manner is going to, I guarantee you, take you where you want and need to go with this work. Um, find someone who goes back to basics, I think, with meditation practice and uh, 
let the journey unfold from there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Neil, for, for coming here and supporting me and uh, sharing your inputs on on bringing the, the life uh, to meditation or that I do the other way around. But thank you again for being here and, uh, and uh, you know, sharing all the, the knowledge that you have for the last, what is it now, 40 years? 40 so, years. Yeah, so thank you again and uh, God bless and definitely do come back again to uh, Back to Basics too. And thank you very much and all the best with doing this. I think it's a, it's a great format and a great platform and a great inquiry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. God bless. So guys, we spoke with Neil today and we talked about the basics of meditation. We talked about different, different aspects of meditation and we took kind of a different diversion of it as what is a routine and what is a habit? Is yoga the same thing as meditation or is it two different things? Those are the topics that we talked about today. But there's one thing that we did say. Meditation is all about zoning it out and making sure that you're focusing on one thing. And that's what it is. Guys, as usual, as always, there is a quarter today from Back to Basics. And hopefully my guest will uh, like uh, my quote of the day. And here's a quote. The quote is, your goal is not to battle with the mind, but to witness the mind. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? And everyone knows this. I hope so, including Neil, I'm pretty sure. Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and keep on commenting as much as you can on all my episodes. Because your comment makes me stronger day by day, week by week. Because yes, I am releasing episodes every day, every week on Back to Basics. And there are three things in every episode makes it stronger and makes it classier, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Take care. God bless. Next week's episode on That'll house, um, it'll have nutrition coaching. It'll have the strength training plans, every workout, every exercise for both body weight. If you don't have equipment, gym equipment, if you have it, or bands, um, it has correctives built in. Uh, if they want to do the six-week redemption health challenge, that'll have six weeks of group coaching calls. They'll get an hour with me. They'll get the app. They'll get all their workouts taken care of uh, for six weeks of intense learning and making a difference in their body. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you again, uh, Brendan, for explaining that. Uh, now, can I just talk to you about uh, podcasting? Mm-hmm.